0: This is The Little Black Dress of Women's Health, presented by WEN. I'd like to start with an acknowledgement of country and I'd like to pay respects to the traditional and original owners of the Muwini Na people, to pay respect to those who have passed before us and to acknowledge today's Tasmanian Aboriginal people who are the custodians of this land. Hi Bella, I'd like to welcome you to another episode of the Little Black Dress of Women's Health. Um, It's really exciting to have you here because we really want to get perspectives from different um, groups of women and females and I think getting a perspective from the youth side of, um, of when is fantastic. So I did ask you to think about how to introduce yourself. And you just said, I'm just going to introduce myself as Bella, which is fine. So um, I will say a tiny bit about you. I met you two years ago, I think. Um, I think you were 14. Yeah, it's
1: been that long. Are you 16 now? Oh,
0: yeah. 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 And um, you came to a Pilates studio that I owned and was working in. And I just was really interested in the fact that you had decided to do different types of exercise. And the more that we got talking, and then when we discussed this podcast, I was really, really impressed and totally blown away on your thoughts on influencers. And so that is what today is about. So um, did you want to maybe start us off with how you view influencers? Because I love the fact that you've looked at it from both a negative and positive way.
1: Yeah, sure. Thank you for having me. Um, So I got a phone when I was 15. So I've Only been on social media for about two years, so not half as long as some of my friends. Um, But yeah, I think I've had mixed experiences with the world of influencers. So I think that a lot of people label influencers as bad, and that's just kind of how we think about them in general. But um, yeah, I think that they've impacted me in both positive and negative ways. So I've been really inspired and motivated, but it hasn't always been a healthy thing, um, so I think I have struggled with body image a lot, and comparison, I think, has been a really massive thing for me and a lot of my friends as well. Um, so yeah, just being online, yeah, it's difficult because you like you're scrolling through all of these images and all of these videos of people, and you're not really thinking about whether they're real or um, whether they're you know, it's all curated for you to see from a certain light, you know, all the angles, everything. And so you start comparing yourself and going, why don't I look like this? And I wish I looked like this. And just, um, yeah, it can be quite damaging. And I know that a lot of my friends have experienced that um, sort of more severely than I have because they've obviously grown up on social media a lot longer than I have. But, yeah, that's kind of just been my experience
0: with it, yeah. Okay, so I'd love to just look at, because um, we've talked about the negatives, and I, as someone who's got young daughters, I see the negatives, that they're the big things yeah. that I see. But I loved the fact that you said then that, you know, you have got some positive stuff out of it. And I know you did um, write some of the influences that you felt were really positive, and I, and I did go and look at them. And I thought they were really good. The only thing that came as a shock to me, and it's not a shock to me because it happens in my age group too, is that the influences that you liked were the ones who were being really real about their body. And I think it's quite a shocking thing to think that the women who are be- being really real about the body are the ones who are the ones that are out there and are seen as abnormal. Mm. Um, And I I find that a really strange thing because we all should be being really real about our body. But I don't know. Did you want to talk a little bit about how those positive um, influences have helped you, especially when it comes to body image and exercise?
1: Yeah, sure. So I think as soon as you mentioned that, someone who definitely jumped out to me the most was Spencer Barbosa. Did you have a look at her? Yeah, she
0: was the one I looked at. I thought she was really
1: cool. Yeah, I've been following her.
0: That's showing my age. Really cool.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I've been following her for a while. Um, And I think I just love how she really does post just completely unedited things, no filter, no nothing. And you can tell because I know a lot of influencers, they're a little bit shady sometimes. Like they say, oh, yeah, so this is a Mm -hmm. video of me and I haven't edited it at all, but you can definitely tell that they still have. And so... I I trust her content and I really like how she shows videos of her imperfections because a lot of people try and hide that um, in their posts but she just exposes that and exposes other things that were going on in her like Instagram posts like I saw this video the other day of I think it was her at the beach with her boyfriend or something and she was like oh, in this post, I actually just had an argument and I was feeling really bad about my body and bad about myself, but I posted it anyway. And so having that insight into things that you're seeing that might not actually be as great as they seem, you know, I think has really helped me, just knowing that not everyone's perfect. Um yeah, I thought that
0: that was a really good example mm. and the other one that you put forward was the exercise um, example yeah. and I, I do think that there is a lot of static around exercise on um, platforms at the moment and it is very much focused on one way is the best way and the only way to do it mm. and this worked for me so it will work for you Yeah, and um, I noticed that Um, you were saying that you've tried quite a few different types of exercise from this um, sort of platform and how did that impact on you?
1: Yeah, so I think that there's just so much fitness content out there that since I, I quit doing competitive sports, I think it was in grade six. So from then until now, I haven't done sports, dancing, haven't been doing anything. And so I guess getting onto social media and seeing all of these fitness videos, I was like, right, so... I'm going to work out um, what exercises I should be doing, the workouts I should be doing. And I kind of fell into the, I guess you could call it a bit of a hole of just looking to the influences for my fitness advice. And I found that that really didn't bring me into a good place because of just, there's just so many mixed messages about, you know, you should be exercising to be attractive rather than what's good for you. And, um, Yeah, just what you kind of mentioned about the one-size-fits-all approach, I just haven't been able to find something that suits me and is what I'm actually looking for, which is to just really strengthen my body and feel strong and healthy. Um, It's all been about, you know, getting a skinnier waist or, you know, looking better or you should be doing this exercise and just, yeah, even if you get into a routine and you go, like, I'm happy with this, which I have done in the past. And I go, yep, so this is what I'm doing every single day and it works for me. And then you go online and you see another video of someone saying, if this is not in your workout routine, then that's not okay. You need to be doing this and this and this. But to be honest, like, they don't really know what they're talking about. And it's, <laughs> it's, it's hard to find people who are actually, um, like, reliable sources and find something that actually works for you, which is why I found your studio, actually, and I really enjoyed it because you were able to kind of modify the exercises for what I needed to get out of it, if that makes sense.
0: Yeah. Yeah, totally. I love the fact that you talk about putting boundaries around social media, mm-hmm. not as in I can only go on it for 20 minutes, which is what I do to my children. Yeah, um, my mom actually, does that to me. That She's got time on it. <laughs> but I love the fact that you said that um, you – Need to take breaks and you know when you need to take breaks and you put boundaries on it how have you worked out how to do that because i think that's really hard i even mm. get into i think it's called doom scrolling oh where you
1: just scroll and scroll. i've been there so many times and i think that's actually what brought on this this need of mine to like actually just distance myself a bit from social media sometimes because i'd find i was coming home from school sitting in the car, or honestly, it's a bit embarrassing to admit, but not even stepping out of the car, I just get straight onto my phone after school and just start scrolling, and then I look at the time, and I'm like, oh my goodness, an hour's passed, and I, I haven't done anything, mm-hmm. and so I think after a while, being in those habits like every single day just became so draining for me, and I could like physically recognize it in myself, I could go, well, like I'm not functioning at my best, and I'm having all these negative thoughts, and even just like scrolling through things, your brain's being like overstimulated and so it just felt so tiring and just I was like I need to get away from this basically. So I think it it took me a while to kind of recognise that and work out what I was going to do about it because I feel that when I don't know what else to do, I just go onto social media and that's just that's just how it works. And so – getting away from that and finding other things to do is a bit harder at first. But every couple of months what I try and do is I either log out of Instagram and I just delete the app from my phone so I just don't have it. And I still have my account yep. so I can still go back on. Or I, I did deactivate my account I think throughout the summer holidays as well. So I just try and do that when I feel that I need to. And I also, as I mentioned, my mum's put timers on all of my apps anyway so <laughs> – I think I've got like a 50-minute time on Instagram at the moment. So I can't spend all of that time on there anyway. But, yeah.
0: Yeah, I I totally get that because I've done that for my kids. But I probably need to do it for me Mm. Um, now that you've said that. It shows such strength that you have been able to already recognize that you need boundaries set around social media Mm. or these sort of platforms. One of the things we'd also talked about is filters, which I find really interesting because even when I go into a Teams meeting, they ask me if I want to put a filter on. Yeah. So that's just a business meeting. And um, I try not to because I think if these people meet me in real life, they'll be like, who the hell are you? <laughs> um, and not know what I look like. But it's as you've said, the technology has come so far that sometimes you can't even tell if someone's got a filter oh, yeah. on.
1: It's crazy. I think... Technology is getting better at it, and people are getting better at it, hiding the fact that they have a filter, and even as I mentioned before, saying this is not filtered or edited when it it might actually be. So you might be comparing yourself to something you think isn't edited, but it is, which can be a bit dangerous. Um,
0: I totally get it. The whole skin thing, everyone's got this perfect flawless skin. And I'm like, how is that occurring? Like, even though I look after my skin, you know, it's never going to look like that. Mm -hmm. But um, it's interesting how it's just become normal, even with Photoshopping. so even if you look at magazines which no one really looks at anymore but you see the visual stuff online there are so many people that have edited their body Mm -hmm. and it's really sad to think that they aren't comfortable in this body that has given them the ability to do everything that they want
1: yeah definitely i think people have become so used to just or, or well what am i trying to say so used to kind of just hiding behind the screen But when they go out into the street or they step out of their house, they feel like they have to have so much makeup on and look perfect because that's how everyone else sees them online. And, you know, there's like Snapchat and everything, which is, like you said, filters are just normalised. They're what everyone uses. You don't even question it anymore.
0: Yeah, it's a really, really different um, way of growing up, really, because we never had that pressure. So you're a generation that has is having to deal with something that none of us have ever had to deal with before
1: yeah
0: um, and I think it's a really hard thing to negate um, I really wanted to talk to you also about um, we've talked in the past about your relationship with exercise yeah. and why you quit formal exercise and I think that um, I think you explaining the beep test is really important and how it impacted you because it's something that we do in schools and we think that you know it's creating a healthy lifestyle and we're creating you know good practices in kids to create you know exercise regimes and stuff but it's worked the opposite for you hasn't it?
1: It has yeah I do understand kind of putting a little bit of pressure on kids to go exercise is important like that could work but for me yeah it- just it did backfire and I think fitness is something that I've struggled with so much like more than anything else in the past couple of years mostly because of just the bad experiences I had at school with the beep test and with the that thing I, I talked to you about how they um in PE when they pick teams and everyone gets picked for a team but you and then you're left standing there and it makes you feel really horrible I think I
0: I would like to point out that that happened to me too yeah So that has been happening for a long time. (laughs) That's so sad. And you'd think that they would have worked out how to fix it by now because I do remember that total horror of having to wait to be picked in line and to be picked last was just so devastating.
1: Yeah, it is. And everyone, like, everyone's just watching you stand there. It's so humiliating. And that was the same with the beep test too Mm -hmm. because they'd separate boys and girls. So the boys would just be sitting along the benches just watching me drop out and all of my really, really fit. Friends would just keep running and running and running and I just I just hated it yeah I'd try and I think I mentioned this to you as well I would try to build up my fitness specifically so that I could perform better on the beep test at school just because it was it was so humiliating for me and I wanted people to think better of me because I felt like everyone just thought oh Bella you know she's just so unfit and she can't do sports and especially because that was a really important thing to my friends as well. I felt like that was how I needed to belong. And if I didn't perform well, then, well, I was a failure, really. Yeah, I'm slowly kind of mending that mindset and trying to get back on track. But I think it's, yeah, it's a bit of a journey.
0: Okay. um. So I suppose what we wanted to get out of this was just to get an opinion of what you thought of influences and i think you've really articulated it well um but is there anything else that you wanted to put forward around how influences i think one of the biggest things that i took home from what you wrote to me was that influences are really focused on not all of them but really focused on aesthetics
1: and making
0: sure that you're exercising to achieve a certain body shape
1: yeah No, absolutely. Everything is about aesthetics these days.
0: Online at the moment, there's a big thing about Miley Cyrus and her arms. I don't know if you've seen it. It came out of the Grammys. Ah,
1: yeah.
0: Um, A Pilates person in America has said, of course, they're Pilates arms and you shouldn't be doing any other exercise. And so there's this whole fight between all different forms of exercise to say, well, you know, you can do weightlifting because she's, like, saying, oh, no, you're going to bulk up. And so it's this big fight about what's going to give you the best arms, but really we should be looking at what's going to make you strong. As you said, you want to be exactly. strong. But um, what what are your thoughts on that?
1: <laughs> I think that it makes it almost like the standard that influences set is almost impossible to actually reach in terms of exercise because it's become almost entirely about your outfit and the meal you're eating, the aesthetic meal and your drink bottle and your dog and the, you know, the sunset or the sunrise. And I I actually realized this the other day. After watching all of these videos when I want to go and exercise, I can't just go and exercise without everything being pretty because that's just what I've been taught by social media that it has, everything has to be aesthetic and so it's just nothing, it's nothing about what they're actually doing in the video, you know, how long they're running for, where they're going. It's just all about how it looks and all the sponsors and everything like that. Um, yeah.
0: Well, I think that that's a really good way to sum it up. I love the fact that you've seen it from both sides, that you can see the positive um, in it as well. And I do think one of the biggest um, dangers that your generation has is this making me sound really old when I say that. But is trying to negate what is good information and what is not. And I suppose how have you um, looked into trying to work out who is credible and who is not? Because there's no... I don't think there's any reason to it. I, I actually think it should be being taught in schools um, that you need to learn how to research who you're listening to.
1: Yeah. Well, I think what's definitely helped for me is actually going into an actual Pilates studio, like how I went to your class, rather than going online, which obviously there are heaps of credible sources out there. It's just a matter of finding them. But what's helped for me is actually just going in in person because then I know that I'm going to the right place. But in terms of kind of figuring out online who's credible or not, I think you can really tell from the videos like, after doing a bit of research, looking, actually looking at their profile, looking at um, their qualifications, because often if they're real, they'll actually say there and they'll have, like, a list of things and you can you can tell that, okay, this person knows what they're talking about. Um, and it will be, like I've noticed with professionals, it's, you do notice that it, it is less about aesthetics and it's very focused in the way that they kind of, go about their videos and things so i think it's easy enough to tell it's just yeah it's a matter of of finding those people really
0: well thank you so much for joining us it's been really delightful talking to you and i've got all this to come with my daughters so i'm hoping that they're just a little bit about three years younger than you i'm hoping that you guys will sort it all out for when they get there so they can not be influenced by people who are going to make them feel bad about their body because it's such a terrible thing to feel bad about your body yeah
1: thank you so much for having me and i'm really hopeful that more influencers will start using their following to help people like me and young women so i'm really hopeful that things are going to get better great thanks so much thank you for having me it's been great talking to you